Hello and welcome to Women of Substance. Today I have a special guest and her name is Jennifer Larmore. And uh, interestingly enough, she is David Horton, my husband's cousin. And David has told me about her for five years, as long as we've been married. I finally uh, had the opportunity and the blessing to meet her online. She lives in Paris, France. And David and I interviewed her. And you're going to love this podcast. She started in 1986 as an opera singer in Nice, France. What a beautiful place to start. And she has traveled the world. She is world-renowned. She has ministered and just, well, I hope that you can read some of the bio that we have on the podcast written because it's extensive. It's amazing. She has won two Grammys, was nominated for 11, and master teacher now. And we talked with her on the podcast about uh, soon she'll go to Seoul, Korea. Uh, She was in Austria. Um, She has been just all over the world. And what a delightful person. And she's just so beautiful and smart and talented. Now, we're going to listen to a a small portion of Jennifer uh, performing before the interview so you can uh, hear the uh, great giftedness and talent of this beautiful lady's voice. So um, I'm excited about you hearing her. And of course, you can listen on YouTube. You can buy her music um, online and uh, just enjoy it all the time because of the, uh, the strength and the beautiful voice that she has. So let her inspire you today as you listen. Well, welcome to Women of Substance today. David and I are here with our very special guest. Yes. And uh, Jennifer Larmore is with us. And we're so excited. Um, Not only is she just an amazing person, she's David's cousin. Yes. And so we we are just so (laughs) neat. It's so neat to be related to greatness, isn't it? Oh, my. (laughs) Mom (laughs) dies. You know, Jennifer, you are the absolute accolade queen of the universe. 
I've read all the reviews and things, and <laughs> and uh, I don't even know where to start and stop because well, see, he has to say that he's my cousin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, I remember, um, you know, we we all grew up in Georgia and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, were together many times at each uh, other's families' homes and and meals and your 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 dad and mom and your Aww. your grandmother uh yep. annie bell, annie bell <laughs> that's right and all those all those wonderful aunts carrie lizzie and oh Maggie, yeah carrie Mabel lizzie and, and mary <laughs> <laughs> aunt mary oh my we and uh and of course you know the south georgia cooks are just the best in the world <laughs> i miss it so much you have no idea how much I miss it. <laughs> well i've i have i did uh, I was able to to get one recipe from my mother passed down, which was decent cornbread without sugar in it. You know, that's 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 like you cannot put sugar in cornbread. Oh. That's a crime. That's a golden recipe. You have to send it. <laughs> I've got my mother's squash casserole recipe. Oh no, I go. I know that's. And not let a me tell you, I tried for years and years. Everybody tried to make Granny's Annie Bell. Uh, her yeah. wonderful six-layer fudge cake, oh. and nobody could uh, replicate this at all. And we figured out why finally after years and years. It's because she didn't go by the recipe. We <laughs> <laughs> would take a little pinch of this, a little pinch of that, a pinch and pinch. Yes. So we will never taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So we're all, you know, we are, uh, we're proud of our heritage and, and, uh, yeah. and, you know, have no problem with that. We thank uh, God for, uh, you know, opening doors beyond that in our lives. And, and um, we all pursued what we had on our heart to do. And, and anyway, I, I'm just so, I'm so proud to say that Jennifer Larmore is my cousin. Thanks, and, um, David. But did you ever think that little girl would grow up to be a big opera singer? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I remember you wearing. Uh, see, there was uh, maxi middies and mini skirts in the seventies, and I remember you in your maxi and <laughs> and go go shoes and and, you know? <laughs> and we just all we would we would uh, come over to to your family home. Uh, uh, in Atlanta, there uh, area, and and just you know, hang out, and have so much fun, and your brother, and and you know, we just we just we were just like one big happy family and having fun. Yeah. And then the I next thing I know is is you know that uh, Jennifer is singing in the opera. <laughs> it's like really well. If you, it, I don't know if you were ever there when mom and dad would take us. We had you know to the opera and to we had season tickets yes. to go to hear the symphony yes. and and every wednesday daddy made us all sit in the living room and listen to opera records oh how uh -huh. cool is that yeah it was very cool and and i'm very thankful that yeah. i was exposed to it very young i think i'm the only one that it took with actually uh, which is very funny because i'm a rock and roll girl but i i love you know, I loved doing opera, and I still do. I've done it for 42 years. Oh, wow. I've had a very long career, and um, maybe too long at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think as long as you're doing something that you love, you know, yes. and 
you still love it, if you're not burned out, you know, and don't push yourself, then why not? Just continue. And if these people are crazy enough to keep hiring me, then I'll be (laughs) singing. That's wonderful. So that started on those Wednesday evenings and just going to the opera. And then what happened? Well, they took me to see La Traviata when I was 10. And I, and I remember like it was yesterday, I was sitting in the, the seat and I saw the, the lights come down and I saw the conductor come into the pit and there was such an excitement in the audience and everybody yeah. seemed to be like coming to the edge of their seats. And the people came out and they started singing and mom said, I, I don't remember this, but mom said, I turned to her and I said, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she said that she and daddy just prayed uh, that, you know, I would have the voice to do it. And I actually did have the voice to do it. So it, it worked mm-hmm. out perfectly. And mom said, you were so tunnel vision. That's all you ever wanted to do was sing. And, and I know it was because when I was 17, my boyfriend who I'd had since I was 12 asked me to marry him. And I said, no, I have plans and I want to see the world. <laughs> Thank God I had I the love that, that you said that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where it came from. But, well, actually, if I think about it, I think it really came from mom because mom was a nurse. She yes. was head of all the nurses at uh, Grady Hospital yeah. and um, for years. And she was a very, very strong woman. And uh, she, she was the was kind great. of great. Your mother was awesome. I oh, wasn't her. she though? Wasn't she? Yeah, she um, was so. Uh, uh, your mother and your father were so uh, encouraging to young people. Not not oh, only yeah. you all, but every, everybody. Well, well, you know, we we had a house that was always filled with um, homeless people, with people that needed help. Um, <laughs> there was a family of a mother, a father, and um, two kids living in the woods across the street. My father found them and brought them home and they stayed with us uh, for a long time. Daddy helped them help him find a job and help find a home. And they were always doing that. And, you know, he worked at a mission for 40 years. Both of them did. Mm -hmm. So they they gave so much back to their community and to to just life, to the world in general, that I, I had a real crisis at one point when I was singing and I was thinking I was feeling really guilty because I was thinking, well, I'm not doing anything. You know, I'm not helping anything in the world. And my dad said, don't you ever think that? He said, think of those people that that are coming to hear you sing and are inspired and feel. feel Absolutely. You know, their their lives were not going well and maybe your voice helped them. So that made me feel better. But I just hoped against hope that he that that was the truth. You know, I, I, I think that there's a lot of people that have maybe never even been to any kind of a live venue or concert of any kind. Everything they listen to is recorded, which is, you know, better than nothing. Yes. But uh, I, I agree with it. What would the world be without musicians and mm-hmm. singers? I mean, it would be. Uh, yeah, I agree with you there. And there's another there's another aspect to that. And it's what it does for your spirit, I think, in yeah. that you have to make an effort yeah. to go to something that's live 
Yeah. It's not like you just, you know, stay in your pajamas and sit in front of the TV <laughs> and right. stop it whenever you feel like it. No, you have to decide, first of all, where you want to go, who you want to hear. Then you've got to buy the tickets. Then you've got to right. decide what you're going to wear. Get down there somehow. It's a it's a real live experience, which I think is very valuable for everybody. I mean, and not just going to a concert, but going to a museum, seeing a work of art just, yes. you know, with your eyes. And I'm encouraging so many young people to just go out and do that. And and I've been kind of discouraged lately because I've given so many masterclasses where the young people are always yes. on their phones and they just don't have any energy. And so mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying really hard to help them get an energy for life, for yeah. just living day by day and not just observing yeah. things that happen on their phone, but really taking part in their own lives. Having oh, some passion. That's so good. Well, yeah, having, definitely having passion. And what is passion? You know, it's, it's, it's something that you participate in. You're not just observing. Yes. You want to you want to participate and feel that passion and feel that excitement and yes. going to a live venue and hearing somebody sing with an instrument that's inside of their bodies, by the way. Yes. <laughs> that's that's an incredible passionate uh, thing to do. Yes. So it's it's you know that that's going to affect somebody. Yes. So how did you go from knowing you had this voice that could even be further developed and so forth. How did you go from that to connecting to the actual professional opera world? Yeah, well, this is a funny story. I was working as a waitress and I was a terrible waitress. I dropped everything on everybody, but somehow I had my own clientele. I had people that liked me despite that. <laughs> I'm sure you're likable. <laughs> well, thank you. But um, I was not good as a waitress, let's say. And um, I was fired. And I cried and cried and cried. And then I thought I woke up and just in my innocence, I must have been 22, something like that. I said, well, okay, so now I'm going to start my career in singing. <laughs> you just said that. I just said it. And then my husband at the time, my first husband, Bill, had an audition and uh, in New York City. And I, and I said, well, why don't you talk to your agent and see if he will. Uh, no, it was a she. See if she will allow me to sing also for these people. And he said, OK. So he talked to her and she said, well, all right. You know, I'll let you <laughs> bring her <laughs> if along. <laughs> if there's time, bring the little girl along. If there's yeah. <laughs> So there was time and I um, was able to sing in this audition and I got seven contracts on the spot. Wow. <laughs> And my husband didn't get anything, poor thing. But uh, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that's just what a story. <laughs> I love it. Well, it's 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 kind of a, a fun story, but I just wanted to tell you that um, that really did start my career. Yeah. And I went to Opéra de Nice, where you will be going, and yeah. I uh, started my career there. Oh. It, but but don't think that everything just fell into my lap. It didn't. I sang for eight years in 
every little podunk town in in sure. France and Germany and all over in Spain. And yeah. then uh, after eight years, um, I I sang with Renee Fleming, a good friend of mine, who's a fantastic soprano and very very well known. In fact, she was just uh, honored at the Kennedy Center. She got a Kennedy Center Ooh. honor. Oh wow, fantastic! Yeah. And I'm very proud of her, of course. And she and I sang together. And then she came back to New York and told Eve Queller, who at that time was the conductor of the Opera Orchestra of New York, she said, you have to hire this girl. And so um, she did. And we had a concert at Carnegie Hall. Oh, how wonderful. How amazing. And that started really the big the big career, you know, going yeah, to the Met and then all the big opera houses. Oh, yeah. It's so funny to put it in a nutshell like that. You know, when it's like I've been doing it for 42 years and, you know, it, did, it didn't just happen like in this two I minutes. I can relate. Yes. <laughs> yes. We course. can relate. Certainly. <laughs> oh, wonderful. And, and uh, I know that you authored a book about yes. uh, some of your life and career. And I, I when I found out that I bought it instantly. What? And I should have brought it with me to Vienna to have you sign it. And I I, <laughs> I didn't even know we were going to connect. You know, we connected for dinner one night, and, and uh, that was so much fun in Vienna, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. you know what? That's the thing about this type of life. Also, you're constantly traveling. You don't get to see your family as much as you would like to. And so when you say it was wonderful to connect. That's what I think too. It's great to be able to connect with the people that you love because it's not very often that you do. You're usually singing when there's births and deaths and different sure. things going on. So it's, it's very, very difficult when you're that far away. Yes. So it is always wonderful to see family. Oh, well, that's how we feel as well. Yes. And uh, we're, we're going to have to all do it again. Uh, you know what would what advice would you give to maybe a young uh, woman, especially it could be a young man too, for that matter. He finds or she finds they have a talent or a gift, and um, they want they want to use that in life. Uh, to you know, like you said, to maybe be an inspiration to someone else. What what advice would you give them on getting started or or pursuing that passion? It's a good question. Uh, before COVID hit, I would have said, um, follow your dreams at all costs. Just follow yeah. them. I, I don't say that anymore because I saw too many people suffer. Um, they couldn't pay the rent. Oh. I, I had to help a lot of even well-known colleagues get through that. Yeah. And it was not a happy time for um, any musician along the way because everything was canceled. Yeah. So of course, then there was not that creative outlet and there was right. no financial gain at all during that time. I had four big productions canceled. Mm. Mm. But I, I would say um, now I understand that there's a practical side to having a dream. And if you have a dream, yes, try, follow that dream. Yes. But if that dream takes you in a on a different road, don't 
um, don't buck that, you know, go, go for it. Let, oh, go through the doors that open. Yeah. Do, do what is good for you, your family, your, your mental health. Yeah. But do what you have to do also to pay your rent. Yes. Your bills. There's a real practical side to this. Absolutely. And also the fees have been going down, down, down. Right. And um, my husband, Davide, and I have talked about this a lot because I'm giving lots and lots of master classes and have for the last 30 years. And I'm finding that there's not a lot of jobs available anymore after COVID. There's a lot of opera houses closed, Mm. but there is still so many young people that want to sing. Yes. And so I'm saying there are many different kinds of careers that you can have. You don't have to have the big Metropolitan Opera, La Scala, Deutsche Oper Berlin, you know, Paris Opera. No, you can have a, a smaller career and still be happy. But still have a family and pay your rent. Yeah. Yes. That is so good. Yes, very good. You know, that's so good for anybody for any career. Yeah. I mean, I've I've well, seen yeah. it with in uh uh I've seen it in uh you know ministry circles and, mm-hmm. and uh business and yeah. and you know they you know what good is it if you sort of lose all your foundation, everything around you, but you have this one thing and um, oftentimes we love our careers and they don't love us back necessarily in the way that we would like. Um, so you have to keep your yourself grounded. You know, that's one thing that I have. I told Scarlett about you. I said, you know, the cool thing about uh, and, uh, you know, we call you Jenny because of uh, our family. I'm a Jenny. <laughs> you know, you are Jenny. And uh, and uh, that's what that's that's even part of it right there is that you are who you are. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we do what we do on stage and so forth and have a certain presentation and all. But as far as just our personality, if you can keep yourself grounded and know who you are and, you know, what your upbringing was and, um, you know, things that were said to you as a child that that Mm -hmm. built you and you keep some roots somewhere, then we could say the storms of life can blow and you'll still Dan. Well, I'm you're right about that. I mean, you you knew my mother, so you knew that she would not let me act like a diva. She would protect me like a diva, but she wouldn't let me act like one. Yes. I remember being at the Met singing uh, Julius Caesar, the title role, and there were all these people outside of my dressing room waiting to, to get an autograph. And mother goes up and she says, no, she's too tired. She, you can't have an autograph. And I said, Mom, no. Now, Mom, let them be here because they're my fans. You know, I need to sign their their programs. And she said, well, you need to learn this little word, N-O. <laughs> and I said, yes, Mama, I will learn that word. So, see, there was no way that I was going to be a big, fat diva. You know? <laughs> Look what I came from. Also, I remember at those performances, my sisters, Wendy and Kathy, were there. And they thought it was hilarious because there I was, you know, I'd done this TV interview. I was, you know, on Good Morning America. I was doing all this stuff. And there I was walking my dog and picking up its poop in the park. 
<laughs> and they said, this just, this is so weird, you know? <laughs> you know, one more, one time you're singing, you're on TV and then you're singing for all these people and they're screaming and yelling and then you're picking up your dog's poop. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's said, yeah, part of being grounded, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's wonderful. Well, that's life, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think the older I get, whatever you see is what you get. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm not a good liar. Never have been. And um, <laughs> I guess that that was also really difficult for my PR people because I didn't throw fits. I haven't... Um, you know, married my second cousin, you know, I mean, I, well, <laughs> I didn't cause any problems and they right. wanted somebody that would cause problems and yell and, yeah. you know, but I'm just a, a normal person doing a, an incredible, fantastic job. Yeah. Yes. I feel really thankful for that. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's awesome. That's just, that's you're, uh, we could talk to you all day. It's, you're just, <laughs> You're so delightful, and you always yes. have been. Thank you. Well, I'm I'm enjoying talking to you guys, but I know <laughs> all good things must come to an end. <laughs> well, um, Jennifer, what you what were you've just gotten back from Austria? Is that right? Yes. Now tell a little bit about what you were doing, and then you're oh, going well, to Seoul, Korea. Yes. So tell us about that too before we go. We want to know. I am happy to talk about all that because what I was doing was something that is as we were talking about a real passion of mine which is giving master classes and i and i feel that it is i don't know it's my it's it's like something i feel i need to do these days is yeah. to teach and give master classes i've taught for 35 years but um and i've got i've given master classes but going to seoul was something really different for me because I was always afraid of going into academia. I was afraid it would, you know, just suffocate me with all the rules and regulations. And believe me, when I say to you in South Korea, there are a lot of rules and regulations. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah a lot. But I loved the culture and I love the people. And um, I remember the first week I was there, they would bring me gifts all the time and they would be so respectful, which you don't get a lot of other places in Europe and America and from the young people. And um, I was making my own schedule and really calling the shots. I had a, an incredible, or I have, I should say, an incredible um, studio, which <laughs> kind of looks like a Fortune 500 office. It's an amazing uh, studio. So everything I thought about being in academia, it was just the complete opposite. Wow, yeah. wow. And I've loved it. I have two more semesters to go and I would have been there five years. Wow. And so um, wow. it started during COVID. Mm. It started right before COVID. I had said no six times to the woman who proposed it to me. And finally, my husband said, you know, you really should give this some uh, yeah. real consideration because, you know, for the future, that's what you'll be doing. So I said, okay. And uh, then I went through all of the paperwork, reams and reams of paperwork, you know, to, to get the job. And I have been so happy there teaching these people, but also I've been going to the same place every day, which is something I never had before. 
Yes. Now traveling 10 months out of the 12. Right. Wow. Being able to stay in one place and go to, I mean, that was just something I've never experienced. So I've I've really loved it. And in Austria, I was giving um, a masterclass tour in Klagenfurt at the Vienna Staatsoper for the opera studio. And um, um, I went to Achenkirch, which is in Tirol, for the Eva Lindt Academy, Music Academy. Mm. And it was just a, a really fantastic time with incredibly talented young people. Oh, wonderful. Well, I want to tell our, our viewers today that if you want to listen to the most amazing music that you've ever heard, <laughs> Go online, Amazon, Google, whatever, and put in Jennifer Larmore's name, and you will see all the recordings that are available that you can order. And uh, I, I, I have your, I have your albums, I have your CDs. You do. I do. Well, I went to the store and bought them. I'm the only ones because I'm the most remor- recorded mezzo soprano of all time, yeah. a two-time Grammy winner. But no one can find my CDs. Because nobody buys CDs anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe you can download a concert or something. But uh, the other second thing I was going to say is if you ever see her uh, in even in you can fly to wherever to hear her sing, uh, it's it'll be worth the effort. And I'm preaching to myself because I have never sat in a live concert of yours uh, or an opera and and. It, it's on my bucket list to do it, you know. Yes. So. Well, I will send you a list of the things coming up, okay? Oh, that wonderful. would be great. We will come. We want to come. Well, yes. if you're anywhere near, you know. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I can tell everybody I'm seated around. That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like my mom and dad did when they came to Paris Opera that time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet I bet they were beaming, weren't they? <laughs> they really just, were. And I'm you know, sure. even now today, they're both gone now. You know, Daddy yes. died when he was 96 and mom when she was a 93. Uh-huh. And I thought it was so I thought it was so cute though when dad turned 90. You know, he was a writer. And when he turned 90, he got his first literary agent. And he was afraid to tell her how old he was. <laughs> and he said, Honey. Do you think I should get the Facebook? (laughs) I don't think you need the Facebook. I really don't. Your dad was, again, was the nicest man, and your mom was just so sweet and interested and encouraging. If I died and went to heaven and they told me that my dad and mom had been angels on earth, I just would not be surprised at all. I agree. I agree. I agree. And um, (laughs) I have the font, you know, again, back, we're kind of making full circle here on this podcast, but I have the fondest memories of uh, Aunt Annabelle and uh, (laughs) Uncle Walter. Uh, You know, they were, um, again, it was my great aunt. And um, she would cook for me. Now, I don't know why everybody thought I should be fed. I was kind of a (laughs) spring being. Those days have, been challenging now to get back to string me but i did eat more string beans maybe that'll help but she would make um uh what she called uh tennessee chicken 
which was fried salt pork. Now it's 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 battered and fried, you know, like in, in oil, hot oil, fried salt pork and some beans and uh, crowded peas. Yes. Oh yeah. We always had a onions and tomatoes peas. and fly, fried green tomatoes. She was great at that too. So and, and the best iced tea you ever drank. Oh, you're making me hungry. I know we're gonna have to go. To and lunch. she had a Boston Terrier, which I love. <laughs> and I would go, you know, I'd be in South Georgia in the town we were all kind of from, and I'd, I'd, they, uh, your, your grandparents lived at the end of the street that my grandparents lived on, and That's I'd right. walk down there and go hang out with Aunt Annie Bell because she was hysterical. She would, have oh, she was funny. Jokes and. Oh, I know. And dry okay. sense of humor. She wouldn't laugh at her own stuff, which made it funnier. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Good memories. Oh, you know what? I think you need memories like that to, yes. to walk through this kind of life, you know, yes. um, to be an opera singer and do what, what I have done. I think you need a certain amount of poise. And where are you going to get it from, you know, then you're the, the people that you've come from. Yeah. I think That's that true. coming from, from Georgia, it's it has and coming from the family that I came from. Yes. It's been lovely. I, I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, that's wonderful. I agree. It's wonderful. <laughs> you know what? This is good. We we we'll have to do this again sometime, but this <laughs> has been it. so fun. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Jenny, for agreeing to come on. We know you're busy and your time is valuable yes. and we honor you and yes. what you've done. And uh, you're you just so one of the great much. people on planet Earth. And we really oh. appreciate knowing you. Yes. Thank you so much, both of you. It's been such fun catching <laughs> up. I know it was a podcast, but I felt like we were just having fun together. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's well, amazing. someday we'll all be in France at the same time and we can yeah. connect. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh, Let's no. do it. Let's do okay. it. For sure. We love you. God bless you. You too. <laughs> God bless you both. Well, wasn't that a delightful uh, interview? Oh, my goodness. And don't you know that she could share so many amazing things with us? Still, I mean, she did, but you know, just like you said, this could go on and on, right? Well, you know, and it, it, it's just wonderful to see someone who has contributed to the world in the yeah. way that she has and been an inspiration to people. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, just to keep that genre of music alive. I mean, yes. wouldn't the world just be a, a mundane place without uh, the arts, without oh, yeah. opera and ballet and you know, she was talking about her parents taking her to, uh, well, every Wednesday night they'd listen to opera music and yeah. then they would go to concerts uh, and and all in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And uh, my mom and dad did the same thing. You know, my parents, uh, uh, they, they, I realized they really sacrificed, you know, to buy tickets to the Atlanta Symphony and, yeah. and those things. And my, uh, you know, I my ability to play keyboard, piano, and organ mm -hmm. has really helped me in, in my life. It opened doors that I wouldn't have had otherwise and, well, sure. and uh, helped me to start seeing the world in a different light. And, yeah. and so the uh, amazing thing is that, um, again, we did the same thing, you know, went to concerts and all that just mm -hmm. really inspired me. Well, to, and to, I think, but I think that's a good point. And, you know, we can end with this, but, you know, we encourage you to have, uh, take your children out, take them to 
you know, some uh, symphony or the opera, yeah. or, you know, expose them uh, to these wonderful fine arts. And the younger, the better. I'm telling yes. you, don't wait till That's they're right. 18 and then they're rolling their eyes like, well, what is this? You know, but right. but uh, if you expose them young, they'll have an appreciation for it. Sure. And it, it will uh, it will enlighten them. It will uh, yeah. open them uh, to, to, you know, a, a really amazing world. Yes an amazing world. So anyway, if you've been helped by this, we want you to let somebody else know about the podcast so that they can also listen to Jennifer and be inspired. That's what we're here for, to inspire you, to encourage you and to empower you. So until next time, we just pray God's blessings on you and have a wonderful day. Thank you again for joining us. And I just want to let you know that these Women of Substance podcasts are the first and third Fridays of every month. So we do two a month just to encourage and empower you and inspire you. Tell other people about them when you listen to them and it means something to you. Let some other people know about it because we really want to get the word into women's hearts that they are significant, they're important to God, and they can do what He's called them to do. If you would like to donate to Women of Substance podcast. Uh, We appreciate your support because it does cost finances to get these done, and we uh, appreciate any support. Uh, We've had probably about 30,000 listeners, and uh, it's just so exciting to hear people tell me, Scarlett, I, I heard this interview or I heard your teaching on this and it really helped me. It, it brought me to a place of faith when I was struggling or, you know, a situation that um, it, it got me through that situation. So um, if you would like to contribute also, you can do that by going to scarlethorton.com. Also, if you need prayer, uh, we would love for you to write prayer requests. We love to pray, and we'd love to pray for any needs that you have at office at scarlethorton.com. Also, contact us. We have a Grace and Faith magazine that we put out usually once a quarter, and it gives information about Horton Ministries. My husband, David Horton, and I travel overseas a lot. We give reports of where we've been and the many people that have gotten saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, the miracles that God does. And I know that you would love to read that magazine as well. So let us know if you'd like it. And then we want to invite you, if you're in the Tampa Bay area on vacation, or maybe you live down here and you didn't know that there is a Word of Faith Grace Church called Grace Harvest Church, and it's in Holiday And uh, we would love to have you come. We have services uh, Sunday morning at 10 and Wednesday night at 7. So I know that you would love our church. Then also on our website, we have a lot of faith building resources. David has written some books and I've written a book and a workbook. And then we have some new books coming out very soon. So uh, these resources would help you. And they're uh, scarlethorton.com and you can go on and see those if you would like to purchase those. And then if you would like to book us for an event, any kind of conventions or conferences, we love to minister and travel and preach as well. So uh, we'd love to do that. Again, if you need prayer, don't hesitate. We know God hears and answers prayer. God bless you.